Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Everybody and welcome to Homo Sapiens. I'm recording this very fast because we're in a rush today because Alan's a busy boy. What do we do on Homo Sapiens Extra, Alan? We chat, I ramble on, I try not to eat and we talk about your letters and your reviews and we give a t-shirt away. Me, 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 me. Hello, Alan. How are you? Hi, Chris. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Um, how's your week been? Oh, packed with incident. Go on. I mean, I mean, it's sort of funny when you say packed with incident because I've seen no one, but uh, <laughs> a lot of things have happened. Just lots of things have, you know, things are starting to stir. I've been mm. writing a lot. I have uh, been enjoying, uh, the weather's been like really, really hot and then really thunderstorms. Mm. So it's been like, you know, Love a storm. umbrellas flying across the meadow and then jumping in the pool and la la la. And uh, and I just I've been busy working. I did this. Uh, I did a reading, a, re- a recorded reading for a few days of Uncle Vanya, a new version of Uncle Vanya by Neil Labute. And so that was weird, acting with people on Zoom. Oh, who else was in it? Um, oh gosh, really amazing people. Uh, Ellen Burstyn wow. was the oh, my my mum, and I was Uncle Vanya. Um, Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black mm-hmm. and Constance Wu, you know, from the yes. Crazy Rich Asians and a whole load of people. Um, Anson Mount. It was really a uh, great What's cast. Uncle Vanya about? Oh, you know, it's always the same thing in Chekhov. They're all in an estate. There's people who come back from the city, the people, and they're all kind of entitled. The people in the, in the estate are, you know, bored and horny and d- desperate. They all get drunk. And then the people from the city go back and it goes back to normal. Sounds like lockdown weird. to me. It's like lockdown. It really <laughs> is like lockdown. And also, um, you know, I did a I did a Chekhov play in the theatre a few years ago with Diane Weiss. Do you know her? No, I don't. Oh, God, of course you do. You know, she won an Oscar, won several Oscars, but she won one for that uh, Bullets Over Broadway. Don't speak, don't speak. You know that? Okay. Yeah, I know uh, the name Bullets Over Broadway, but I'm always... Oh, my God. Just Diane, like D-I-A-N-N-E and then W-I-E-S-T. I mean, she's been in everything. She's an amazing, an amazing actor. And anyway, she oh, plays... Oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there we I are. love yeah. her. Isn't she great? I'm always the lowbrow. I'm like, oh, her from Parenthood. All <laughs> oh, right, there you are. But anyway, she was uh, what's her name? The actress who comes back, and I was uh, what's his name? The writer. Yeah. Because uh, there's always an arty person comes back from the thing. 
from the city. And it's all, you know, the joke about Chekhov is that people always say, Moscow, because Mos they're always thinking they must get to the big city. They go, Moscow, Moscow, I must go to Moscow. Uh, um, thank you. And anyway, <laughs> so she, uh, we did it with this Russian director called Slava from the Moscow Arts Theatre or something uh, in New York. And it was so fascinating because you know how when people uh, adapt these plays like Chekhov and Ibsen and all that, some, it used to be they had a monopoly. Only their versions could, you know, only these English translators' versions could be used. So therefore, whole generations have been influenced on the whole kind of sensibility of a writer like Chekhov because of this translator. And so then mm. we had this... Um, Russian guy and he, all the translators were going he says that's not what the plays means here you've got the wrong why are you doing that it's not what it says in the original text so it was really fascinating to get a new understanding of Chekhov and, I, and, and what I realised mm. is from working from doing that and being with all these people is that, that all Russians are drama queens Really? So everyone in a Chekhov play, you could understand why, if you just think they're all fucking drama queens <laughs> and they're just all acting out and they're all just like, me, me, it's terrible. Oh, I'm in, unhappy. I'm in mourning for my life. Everyone's like that, even like the servants and everything. That's that's why it's funny. Because you know, there's a thing that Chekhov always says, a comedy in five acts and everyone's like, where's the laughs? If you, uh, if you all think of them as drama queens, I think it could be funny. There's my advice on Chekhov. You didn't think he'd be getting that this morning, did you? I didn't, <laughs> but that's what I love is the breadth of um, Homo sapiens. As oh, Brecht. I could talk about him too. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what I've been doing this week? From, from highbrow to lowbrow. It's not lowbrow actually, but I've been watching loads of old movies. So I watched Indecent Proposal this week. Oh, is um, that the one with uh, Robert Redford and, and he pays a million dollars to shag um, Demi yes. Moore? Yeah. Oh, what's that like now? I mean, riddled with problems. <laughs> about, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> around consent. Um, uh -huh. And... <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, just so splashy and trashy and, um, you know, and uh, what else was the other one? Um, and does she fall in love with them? Isn't that the thing? He buys her for a million dollars and but she falls in love with them. He asks for $1 million for one night with her. And then it, the couple think they're so strong that they can take it, but actually it breaks them. It smashes them apart and she falls in love with Robert Redford. But does she really question Mark? I don't know if that bit of the film felt a bit odd. It's Woody Harrelson, isn't it? Who's the, her husband? Woody Harrelson, who is so Love good. Love that man. He's such a great actor. I just He's just yeah. like a really amazing, wonderful person. I love Woody. Mm. He came to see me in Endgame, actually. That was the last time I saw him. Did he? Yeah, um, he's just such a doll. Yeah, and then I watched um, Death Becomes Her as well. Oh, oh yes, is, that's with Meryl, and she's that's the funny one. Yeah. and but It's that, based on Life and Loves of a She-Devil. Yes, I think it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. um, but just again, you know, like all this stuff that's in the news at the moment about things being pulled up from the past and being reevaluated. You know, there's a whole thing with Goldie Horn in a psychiatric ward and she's crazy and everyone's cross because she's fat. And it's just the world has changed so much. So it's, yes. it's and you don't remember any of this stuff as well. Like you don't remember those bits of the films and, and you think about, I don't know, it's funny, like I think about bringing it back to this podcast if one has to but like I, I sit and think about how that little gay kid sat watching friends once a week and every week there was a gay joke in it you know and no one commented to just think what that does to people is very insidious are you the little gay kid yeah uh and what did you, <laughs> Can't you see i've had my face <laughs> <laughs> you do look very fresh faced i but, really uh, don't look at me um but go on your hair is getting like that sort of, uh, uh, what's it, you know, if, uh, sort of frothy way. Yeah, lockdown. Oh, just, I, I've got a hair, I've taken to wearing a headband. 
I like your headband. Is that a club coming headband? It's not actually. It's one. No. It's not. It's not a bandana. It's one that's got a hole in it, like a snood. Oh, you can wear okay. it around your neck, and it's just, it's good to keep my hair. It's just I, I'm going to have to wear it for the next six months. Oh, breaking news I'm, as well! My Birkenstocks <laughs> arrived. Great. Yeah, love them. How are they? Well, husband dead just against William, your them. husband not like them. He was dead against them. They haven't left his feet. I'm going to have to buy another pair because he stole them. <laughs> so. <laughs> So That's like my story with Helen Mirren and the Crocs. How I managed to get her to come around to the really? love of Crocs. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing Alan. Oh, now. they're very nice. I'm I'm looking at them now. Aren't they lovely? A nice the olive green. Um, and talking of uh, talking of olive green and things green, I still haven't got my uh, my um, knitted uh, uh, tea cozy and bum bag from Uta. It hasn't come yet, Christopher. Yes. Yeah, so I'll interview. I'm anxious. There. Well, I think Is we, the, the postal only... service from. The Brian UK Norton. Postal Service, because I I put them in the post, beautifully packaged. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just think we're just going to have mm. to wait. But it's not Uta's fault, is what I'm trying to say. It's not. No, not no, I know it's not Uta's fault. I was blaming you. Oh, right. Fine, fine. Yes, please. <laughs> I will take the hit. For, I'll do anything for Uta. I'll die on that hill for Uta. Um, uh, and what else has been going on? Oh, big news in our house. I've had, um, I've had a block drain, so I've been unblocking oh. the shower have you ever used this stuff called one shot uh it's no really, uh, maybe in a recreational way but no i don't think i put it down <laughs> you'd know about it if you had this is oh, like really? i don't think you can buy it anymore and it's like pure aggressive boiling bleach type stuff that you oh, pour so down the drain very goes, environmentally <laughs> friendly oh gosh uh, um yeah and uh so i've been unblocking a drain and that has been it's so fun it's like having a home science experiment you know, we had a, uh, it wasn't block drains, but the, but the, something to do with the sinks were funny. And I looked it all up, like they were kind of as a funny grassy smell and, the, and it wasn't going away very well. And I looked mm. it up and then, the, and so I put down vinegar and bicarbonate of soda. Oh, that's And it better. worked. Really? It worked. A couple Much of times and it worked. Yeah. And I also got this green, I got these green pellets that I looked up for, because we have a septic system here, you see, you've got to be very careful. Oh shit. So do we. Oh, do you? <laughs> Oh God. Oh, Am well. I going to look out into the garden? It's just going <laughs> to probably explode. Poop will be drenched over the entire village. Folk. Oh, it would do my hydrangeas good though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that talking of which we've had a drama with our compost maker. Go on. So we brought it up from the city. It's a little thing and you, and you put all your little food scraps in it and like in, and it, and it dries them. sort of dehydrates them and then chops them up. So it's the, got this really great nutrient full stuff and you can put it on your, pots you know plants and things like that outside um so i was doing that here because we've got pots and our tomatoes are coming on rather well mm. and then all of a sudden um well the first thing was that lala one of our dogs uh was trying to eat it because <laughs> it was a lumpy bit because i'd made this you know kylie's um kylie's uh, uh key lime pie that i made it was a huge hit uh, oh. there's some of that left over yes kylie sent me this recipe for kylie Minogue. key lime Yes, there's only one Kylie. You don't have Simonog. <laughs> Kylie Jenner. <laughs> no, I don't count. She doesn't count. Well, uh, they went, you know they had a lawsuit over that. She what? She tried to. She tried to. Kylie Minogue sued Kylie. Kylie Jenner. Why? Because Kylie Jenner was trying to copyright Kylie. One word. For fuck's sake. Yeah. I don't want to even give her airspace. Anyway, lovely Kylie, the mm. Kylie, the Kylie sent me ages ago this uh, recipe for uh it's key lime pie but it's made out of avocados and it's all it's raw 
Oh. Well, except you heat the chocolate. Anyway, I made it for 4th of July. It was a huge hit, but there's a little bit left and I put it in the thing and, and it was kind of lumpy, you know, it was all sort of like molasses and coconut. So it's kind of didn't... Anyway, I think Yum. that's what made Lala go into the pot and try and eat it. And she, her tummy was a little funny. And then we had all these huge rainstorms. So all the <laughs> all the stuff on all the pots that was dehydrated, rehydrated. Oh. So we, did, <laughs> we had these bits of old carrot and onion everywhere. And then this little chipmunk... It's been coming up onto our deck and eating the stuff out of the pots. And um, so now I'm banned from putting compost onto the things. Oh. I'm, I'm secretly we... going to do it on our tomato plants because you can't see that underneath. But Grant's really worried about the chipmunk and that might, the dogs might eat it. But it's just like, ah, just my luck. Yes. Have you alerted Kylie to this plot twist? No. I wrote her and told her how much we'd enjoyed the cake, though, because it was mm-hmm. just, it's, it's like coconut and almond flour and it's supposed to be molasses but I put prunes in and stuff and maple syrup and coconut oil and everything like that and then chocolate and then this avocado is all mushed up with some stuff and coconut oil stuff and it it tastes like key lime pie but it's absolutely delicious. I want this recipe. I'll send it to you. Did you know my mum used to make stuff I'm aware we need to read some emails so I'll do that in a sec but um, Mm -hmm. my (laughs) mum used to make so much food from Australian Women's Weekly the magazine like it's such good food recipes. Was your mum Australian? No. Is your mum Australian? No, she's um, from Kidbrook. Uh, so just, she just picked up an Australian My Weekly? Just loads, Weekly. Of, loads of, like, her generation would all get hold of Australian Women's Weekly because it had amazing recipes in. Fascinating. Fasc- absolutely fascinating. Should we go and have a look at the emails, Alan? Let's look at the emails. Well, there's been quite a few people weighing in on Foodgate, um, wishing oh, to, just to give their take, which <laughs> ranges from people who care about the eating can go fuck themselves. I think it was one person's wording. Which, oh, that's um, nice. We never we never endorse hate speech here on Homo Sapiens. Um, and then um, we've got a, we've got an email from Rodolfo in Texas. So I'll read that. Howdy from Texas. Thanks for sharing your charm, your wit, and stories of so many wonderful, interesting people. He's talking about us. I've enjoyed learning about queer folk whose lives are so different from mine, yet so familiar. Hearing from your various guests helps remind me that LGBT plus people are everywhere. We certainly are. And that the movement for gay rights is a global project. What's this man's name? Rodolfo. Bravo, Rodolfo. Hmm. I recently discovered your podcast by accident because somewhat obsessed with became somewhat obsessed with it and have just now finished listening to all your episodes going back to the beginning of the show. Gosh. If you'll permit me Someone to Someone needs to get out more. <laughs> Hang on, he's a fan, Alan. Sorry. We can't, you can't, can't lose a perfectly good listener. Um, if you'll permit me to be the hundredth person to weigh in on the subject of eating during the programme, <laughs> since the beginning, your podcast has included dog barks, doorbells, car horns, delivery people, waiters, and even Alexa. The odd nibble or glass clink fits right in with the show's unstuffy informal atmosphere. It's a feature, not a bug. Besides, I see. you gents enunciate with your mouths full better than a lot of people with unimpeded lips. Much. Oh my God, there's a joke there, but I daren't say it. <laughs> Be well and stay safe, Rodolfo. Well, thanks, Rodolfo. Well, I feel very vindicated. I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. <laughs> what is that? Is that you dinging your glass? It's my breakfast that I ate before this oh. call. <clears throat> but uh, Rodolfo, that's about me. I mean, I'm, I'm sensing... Well, let's see what the rest of the letters say, but I'm sensing there might be a a poll might have to be taken. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought mm-hmm. that might be the case. 
That's it. Alan, Alan will be back eating in a flash. Um, uh, Sadiq Khan episode has touched many people. So many nice comments about it um, and messages and all the rest of it. We had an email. It was really great. So, so I really loved it. Bravo, Chris. Oh, thanks. Inna has uh, written to us saying, Dear Chris and Alan, thank you for another great episode of a wonderful podcast. Sadiq was brilliant. I'm from Denmark, but I used to live in London and it's where I finally realised and came to terms with the fact that I'm queer. I went to London Pride in 2013 with two friends. None identified as queer and now two of us do. I saw a beautiful woman in the crowd. See, it's catching. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a beautiful woman in the crowd twice, but she disappeared. I was gutted. Then my friends and I went to dance and met a group of women. Then the woman appeared. We were dancing with her friends. She pulled me into a dance, spun me around and kissed me. And right then I knew for sure that I'm bisexual. I was going back to Denmark soon after and she to France. But that London pride changed my life. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, gosh, if only they'd got married, that would have been the best end of that story. Other than oh, one that it is. Maybe stuff. I thought she lives in Denmark and they're now on some sort of, you know, yeah. cliff together. We've been together 40 years now. Ah, um, that's lovely. Thank you for the podcast and the joy it brings, especially in these scary times. Much love, Inna. Yeah, thanks, Inna. Thanks, Inna. And then we've got another one from Cheska, I'm going to say. Cheska, I loved the interview with Sadiq Khan. If only all our elected leaders were so enlightened and capable. Hmm. Right, right. Hearing him speak about knowing what it's like to be part of a minority group reminded me of my parents. My parents were Jewish and instilled in me a sense of responsibility to stand up for anyone who is marginalised because Jews have historically suffered so much persecution and we know what that's like. I was appalled to discover that my mother's parents and siblings were racist. That didn't and still doesn't make any sense to me. Don't even get me started on the racism now being manifested by the Israeli government. Mm. Loving the podcast generally. Hannah Gadsby's line, autistic or arsehole, has become my new mantra. <laughs> Warm wishes to all you and all your listeners. That was a, 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 a very nice letter. Really nice. And then someone has been in touch whose name I can't see. Yes, I can. Dom. From your latest episode, I think Alan was talking about lingo berry juice. So much love for the podcast. Oh, that's right. The stuff in that in, in, in Sweden uh, yes. when I was at the ice hotel. Was that what I was talking about? Was I talking about that? I can't remember. Half British, Lingonberry. half Swedish person. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's delicious. We have mm. signed an open letter to the government to try and ban gay ban conversion. Ban gay conversion. Yes, very good. Conversion yes. therapy camps because... Um, oh, it's just awful. I can't believe we're doing this. And This is in Britain in 2020. What the actual fuck? Also, like, they don't work. I mean, it's on a purely sort of business level. <laughs> it's a con, people. <laughs> Just from a money perspective. Yeah. If you go to at ban conversion therapy on Instagram, please go there, follow it, share it. Um, yes. Shout about it. Uh, because, you know. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. I have a friend who's a writer who actually uh, went to, went underground, not underground, undercover into Ooh. conversion and conversion therapy and wrote a, wrote a thing about it. Whoa. And he said it was so ridiculous because it was things like, um, and I've, I've known, I know, I've known a couple of other people whose parents sent them to them as well, actually in this, in America. Really? And he said, yeah. And um, I mean, there used to be much more sort of until there's been obviously lots of exposures about them and people are more uh, get, you know, get what they're, they're just sort of cons and they're a bit obviously very religious based and they're just sort of, you know, this country, sort of there's a confluence of money and religion and sort of mm. homophobia that's profits some people and screws up many others um but anyway he said that it was things like you know it would be things like you don't wear calvin klein underpants 
Like that would things they'd literally say things like that. Don't wear Calvin Klein. That literally obviously makes you into a homo. And then like the lesbians, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg would have was like, right. <laughs> I know it's sort of, he, he's straight as a die, but he but then the lesbians were all having like makeup lessons, and he said it was just ridiculous. So there'd be these, these girls with all this plastered in makeup, obviously feeling really uncomfortable, standing like by the water uh, thing, you know. Uh, outside the building where they were all kind of like practicing flirting with boys. I mean, just sounds hilarious, and but awful. But also just like how on a, such a basic level is that? So makeup and makeup put make put makeup on a lesbian or making a boy not wear Calvin Klein's. That's going to keep. I mean, it's literally at that level of. And of course, there's shame, shame, shame. God, God, God. Do you know what I've been watching this week? Talking please, of please gay, gayness. Is um, Mrs. America? You know that thing with oh, Kate Blanchett on. and a whole what slew is, of amazing people. What is the? Um, what's it actually about? Because I've seen loads of posters and stuff, but I don't know what it's about. So it's about this woman. Called, are you trying to get into a closet or something? What's going on? Over <laughs> no, there? I'm just walking got a, up a close the stairs. Up of your chest right now. This oh, is me walking up the stairs. Oh, I wish people could see this. So uh, Mrs. America is about this woman called Phyllis Schlafly, who was a sort of a in the in the in the seventies, was a, a mother of many and uh, six kids or something, and also she was like a defence uh, kind of expert. She knew all about the laws of defence and blah blah blah. But then all of a sudden, she became involved in the anti ERA, which was the uh, equality, you know, women's equality um, amendment, equal rights amendment that was going to be uh, um, on uh, put into the books. And, you know, that was what Gloria Steinem and Shirley Chisholm and all these people were, the women who were all, you know, the leaders of that. Uh, and some others, of course. But uh, she, and she sort of took it upon herself to be the anti-that and sort of said things like she was never prejudiced against, women don't want to be equal, that will mean things like, you know, our, our children will be, men will have to look after our babies and our, our children will be sent, right. our girl children will be sent off to Vietnam. And it was absolutely crazy and sort of at the start of that sort of Reagan um, they engage the evangelicals to help. You know, all that thing that's basically got us to where we are now in America. It's really fascinating. And Kate Blanchett, of course, just knocks it out of the fucking planet mm. as this crazy lady who's just very respectable, but obviously just everything's burning underneath. But anyway, and there's lots of Margot Martindale, who I just adore, and who is the person who told me to get the ice machine that I have upstairs, but that's not the story. And uh, <laughs> Sarah Paulson, all these amazing people. Um... So anyway, the thing is, she has a gay son in it, uh, she discovers. And uh, there's, a one, there's a speech she does where she says, like, she says to her son very cryptically, you know, I used to smoke. And on our wedding, uh, your father gave me a car as a present. I didn't have a present for him. So I gave my present to him was I would stop smoking. And it was really difficult. And I have to work at it every single day, but I don't smoke anymore. And wow. this is like a kind of a really amazing veiled way of the mother saying you've got to stop being gay to the, her son wow and what was a shame actually about that storyline like in, in, in the whole kind of thing of the show it kind of peters out I mean you kind of want this you're yearning for this uh, showdown between Phyllis Schlafly and Gloria Steinem who's amazingly played by Rose Byrne mm. and uh and it never comes, actually. And what is great is that uh, Gloria Steinem, interestingly, of course, now we know who Gloria Steinem is, probably none of us knew very much about Phyllis Schlafly until this show, says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give her the credence or the publicity. And, you know, she's absolutely right. But um, 
so in a way, the show kind of suffers for that. It kind of then it becomes about Sarah Paulson, and which is great. Mm. But I, but the one thing is that that gay thing about with our son, you never really quite know what happens. And I would love to have known about that. If anyone knows what happened to Phyllis Schlafly's gay son, even if it's Phyllis Schlafly's gay son, please drop us a line to yeah. uh, what is, again? Hello at Homo Sapiens Podcast dot com. It's Alan coming at shop dot com. I think. Is the, <laughs> uh, and it, while, while you're there, while you're there. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, yeah, it's um, almost like a kind of an opposite piece to that beautiful speech in Call Me By Your Name where the dad says, be who you are kind of thing. It's yes. almost like the, the two ends of the spectrum. I want to do a shout, we want to do a shout out now. Sam Phillips, it's his <clears throat> birthday on... Princess Anne's son. <laughs> no, Although I saw a picture of Princess Anne when she was very young. She's very beautiful. Um, she was a looker. Sam Phillips. We said we'd give a shout out for his birthday on August the first. So here is your happy birthday, Sam. Here happy is your birthday, Sam Phillips. Hope you have a lovely day. Twenty nine years. He says we've waited twenty nine years for a shout out. So twenty nine years or thirty years? Maybe you're thirty. It's all the same, Sam. Well, you know, just if you if you're twenty nine, start planning your thirtieth birthday now. That's my advice to you, Sam. Yes, that's very good advice. Yeah. What did you do for your thirtieth? I had. I think it's so long ago. I had a party. Oh, I remember. I had a party at the Groucho Club in London's West End. Oh, very. And uh, it was yeah. It was like a dinner, and then we did, all the tables and we did danced our tits off. Yeah, I had a kind of swanky uh, <clears throat> media party, and then for my fortieth, I was in uh, Sundance <laughs> at the film festival. And it was uh, crazy. And I remember I was just so, I felt like I was just being, you know, I was so, I did, did all this, they sang Happy Birthday to me at the premiere of my film. I was there, but I was so embarrassed. Then I, there was a, <laughs> I had to do press at the party. And eventually I said, they said, okay, that's your last interview. Now go and enjoy yourself at the party. Like, hey. I walked away from the table and all the lights went out. And then this cake appeared. It was in the shape of a marijuana leaf because it was the film was Reefer Madness. And there was Nev Campbell and Kristen Bell pushing this massive marijuana leaf cake on a trolley towards me. And there was like a phalanx of photographers. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then there was like, they were, they were like kissing me on the other side. And they said, we didn't want to do this. They made us. They made us. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I cried the night before my, on my 39th, my last day of my 39th year. And then for my 50th, I had... Uh, a massive party at I, we, uh, Grant and I we did a joint one we took over Typhoon Lagoon the water park at Disney World in Florida and God. it was just amazing we had the whole park to ourselves we had bars and things and everyone you know was just running around screaming in their swimming trunks and we had like these 
we had like these, you could control the waves. You can actually see how, how high and how frequent you want the waves to come onto the beach. No. I was crazed with power. What did you do on your, well, 30th? 30th, I was contrary. 20th been me. You were what? 30th, I was contrary. And I think I just went to the pub and then regretted it and wished I'd organised a party. Oh, for fuck's sake, Chris. 20th, fuck knows. But I have no, 20th, I have no idea what I was doing. No recollection whatsoever. Well, 20's not such, it's 21's the big one. It's not really a big time. one. And 40, I don't know what I'm going to do for 40 in uh, two years' time. You better get cracking. It's really think? important. I'll start yeah, planning. Do, start planning. And mm. also, or just start thinking, because it's crazy when people go, oh, it's my 40th birthday in three weeks. I was thinking about you know, asking everyone to fly to Iceland. You think, too fucking late. You've got to think and these things. Like, have you penciled the national theme park yet? Because if not, it's <laughs> yes. going to bomb. You've got to talk to the Disney people. Yeah. This <laughs> booze is, this... has to be... There's a thing about booze. Like, I was doing a thing with Campari at the time where they were going to send in, you know, free booze for my party. But it had to be... Uh, quarantined for two weeks in Florida. I mean, it was just insane. And also just trying to get alcohol into a Disney park was a lot. Yeah, especially the volumes. And uh, anyway, it was great. It was such a great party. Oh, good. Well, on that high, Alan, should we um, should we give away a T-shirt? Let's, let's. So it's Re- reviews. Review Apple. of the week. This is review of the week. It's been a bumper week. Um, and I've got no bad news for you. I searched high and low. Oh. Everyone's been nice. Oh, I can breathe again. Yeah. So five stars is from, I think, Adam Fortune. It says, oh, no, what a show. Um, what My life has seen some changes this year. I moved to take a job as a teacher in a new school and as a result have gone from being in a supportive and comfortable place to a strange mix of living in the sticks and working in a community that is still a little wary of us LGBTQ types, to say the least. As much as I really do feel like the only gay in the village at the moment, tuning in to you guys each week, while I take my daily walks, reminds me that there are others out there. There certainly are. The podcast is honest, gritty, <clears throat> funny, touching, and most of all, reassuring as you guys narrate experiences that we're all having. And I get to sit back and I think, phew, it's not just me then. It's not just me Aww. making Kylie's key lime pie, they think. <laughs> <laughs> now, not not that I like to complain, but... oh, Rehydrating compost. Yeah. Now, not that I like to complain, but I'm not sure either of you will win the contest for most T-shirt sales as I sped over to Everpress to secure one for myself, only to find they weren't on sale anymore. Insert sad face here. Because they only do it for a month or something. Yeah, but it's supposed to reboot. Hang on a sec. See, that's not good. Please get them back up and running. How am I supposed to draw attention from the lockdown pounds that I have appeared Draw attention from the lockdown pounds that have appeared if I'm not sporting the finest fashions. Love you guys. See? Guys, guys, I can only apologise. Listen, uh, we'll get it sorted right away. I'll have it turned back on. Do you know, it's so funny. I was thinking uh, uh, this person, remember we had a a, a person who was a, uh, I think he was a teacher too living in a a kind of remote place. Oh, he was going to write in and tell us what he decided to do. Yeah. Please write He's going to want to live somewhere maybe. Wouldn't that be funny if they're in the same place? And they met and fell in love and moved to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, so I'll have the T-shirts put back on. I, Mr. Everpress assured me that he would just automatically turn it back on. So sorry about that. I've never been sure of Everpress. Though no, I feel like Alan's never always been on the fence with his opinion on that. Um, <laughs> K- KTM has given us five stars as well. Insightful, inspirational and hilarious. Love. I'm loving the series, boys. Alan has been a really lovely addition. I admit I was sad to hear Will wouldn't be on. However, Alan is doing such a wonderful job. 
My new favourite oh, is Anecdote few. Roulette. There you go, Yay. Alan. It's a bit like the degree of separation theory. I'm sure Alan has a story about everyone. He really does. <laughs> I'm not LGBTQ+, but don't feel like that means I can't listen. Of course you does can. Not. This is for everybody. It's informative and welcoming, and that is endearing. Please keep it up, chaps. Uh, okay. And then, <laughs> will do. Um, five stars, Y-M-A-O-H-Y-D. Don't know what that is. Amazing, informing, inclusive, and generally life-affirming. I discovered this podcast a few weeks ago following your table manners appearance. I have since caught up with all the available episodes. Gosh. I no longer feel as if I'm odd or on my own in some of the ways I feel. And I've also become aware and learned about other people's issues, aspects of their lives, ways of living. Some of which, to be honest, had never occurred to me before because I hadn't seen them. Thanks for what well, you're doing. Well, that's great. That's really great to hear. That's what it's all about, isn't it? It really is. Making just like you just being open to people and yeah, spreading the message. Taking the time to spot some difference, share some difference, mm -hmm. learn mm -hmm. about experiences beyond our own. Yes, Maybe open that's your eyes. I mean. Open your eyes, man. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Now, I'm going to pick the winner this week, and I am going to pick, I think it's Adam Fortune is the name, who told us about, alerted us to the problem we're having with our Everpress uh, shopping system. But thank you for that, Adam. Write in. I will post you a T-shirt. I'll even put a postcard in there. What more could we ask for? I just wanted to bring our listeners' attention to some lovely people called um, Untangling the Knot on Instagram who are at Untangling the Knot, which is a project that interviews students um, specialising in people of colour uh, about what it's like to go to UK, university, UK universities. It says, we explore what it is like to feel British but never look it. Quite oh, that's interesting really interesting. Project. Um, which they hmm. sent to us. I was, I was actually uh, hearing, yeah. yes, and I, I was, I was, it was funny last night on the radio. I was listening to that um, woman who made the thing "I May Destroy You." Do you know that? Oh, Michaela Cole. Yes. Yeah, it was, she was really fascinating. Uh, I'd love and, to have um, her on, actually. Yeah, she'd be great. And also very much talking about this, uh, that, that same thing about being British, but, not, not, but apparently not looking at. Have you seen her speech she did at um, Edinburgh TV Festival? No, but they were talking about that on the interview. Have a look at it. Everyone oh. Google it. It's just very methodically calling out what she experienced. And, you know, um, she just does it really calmly and funnily. And yeah, brilliant. Yeah, she was great. I really, I thought she was amazing. Let's get her on. Let's do wormhole of the week. Alan, how has your um, internet odyssey been going this week? I see you putting on your glasses. You've got quite the story, I feel. Well, I decided to write it down because I, 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 I was worried I was going to forget. So so I was, um, I started off writing. Um, I mean, I, I was, I'm writing right now. And I, I started off having this uh, chat with an old friend from when I used to work at DC Thompson's when I made up the horoscopes for the Dundee Courier. Uh, no, Dundee it. Telegraph. And we were chatting about various things. And then I, and something about, something led me to look up afterwards uh, this thing. And because it had my, because I was involved in it on the internet, it had other things of me. It said, it said, Alan Cummings' dog is devastated by gin shortage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Uh, so I clicked on that. And it was because once I was on the Isle of Harris with Lala, and there was, uh, the Isle of Harris has got this really great gin with a beautiful bottle, actually. It's delicious. And they make the gin with kelp. I'm not a gin fan, but it was actually quite nice. And it's, it's kelp from the seaweed they put in it. 
Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, and so and it, but it was it was like a new distillery that was making whiskey. But you know, whiskey takes like five years, but whatever. And so in the meantime, they're, they're making knocking out some gin. And uh, but it was so popular the gin that they had to and they they ran out of bottles. So they were rationing. Uh, when I was there, they were rationing that you could only buy one bottle of gin a day. And uh, Lala was sitting in front of the sign that said that. And she's looking kind of dejected. And so I put this <laughs> up on my Instagram years ago. Oh, and I'd right. forgotten all about it. And then the newspapers uh, in Scotland sort of, <laughs> it must have been a slow news day. And they covered it and said that my dog was <laughs> devastated by the lack of gin. Anyway, then from there, and I can't remember why, I went to Jocelyn Wildenstein. You know that lady? Oh, yes, they called she, her the cat woman. She was called the Catwoman. She was like this, you know, very rich lady uh, married to this kind of art world man. It was a bit tons of money. And she was from Luxembourg or somewhere. I actually met her uh, in the, uh, you know, ages ago. She kind of had a spell when she became famous. She would sort of like hang out in, at clubs downtown. I had this really nice chat. We wow. spoke in French actually one night. Anyway, she had all this plastic surgery. She, she, she looks like a, a, a lion or something. And... Um, I didn't know this, but she like she recently got divorced, mm -hmm. and she and her uh, the much younger husband had this massive domestic fight, and uh, he uh, she was bashing him and everything so much so that he actually shoved her in a cupboard and locked the door until the police came because <laughs> she was she was like a you know she was like a wild animal apparently wow in this thing and so this that was I didn't know this and she, there was this history of sort of violence between them this this so this cat lady went a bit feral you could say anyway that was um and i think she's fine now though everything's you know she's still uh, going but they had i looked up some pictures of her and stuff like that she you know it's uh, she was a, i have to say i was she was absolutely charming i really liked her and i'm always really when someone has done made such radical changes to their face i think what's let's talk about this why have you, you know what i mean yes and i think partly her thing was that she was getting older and, and she was in a you know and but also it that went sort of, out of control. Yeah, and there was also like that period when she first came to prominence. There was a big pile on of people who had plastic surgery, and it's and it's so unkind because actually, like, I think that yeah. Well, I mean, everybody has it. Everybody does it nowadays. But I mean, I my thing about it is that you know what I think is weird is when people don't talk about it. Mm. And she obviously did. She couldn't not, but. I think it's weird when people don't mention. I've had friends, and they've had, you know, I go, I, I see them after a while, and I think, oh, your face is different, but you and we're not going to, and yes. they don't say, and I just think that's so weird that you now we can't share. Mm. We're not being as open and intimate with each other, and I and the other thing is, I think the biggest thing about plastic surgery, is I think, is that we need to actually. There doesn't seem to be, you know, a sort of a Phyllis Schlafly, if you like. To, of uh, mm. of uh, on the other side of plastic surgery, which says let's try and not just equate beauty with youth, and let's try and re let's try and re-educate people to think getting older and seeing the lines and the experience and the life on someone's face is a beautiful thing and is a thing that we we have stopped valuing. We've we've made that a negative and we try to erase all that experience because yeah. that's what you know. That's what I love about faces that. You can see the life in them, and I think that's it's just a thing of rejigging, rebooting what you think is attractive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you've had great work. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I've not had any work ever. I know you haven't. No, obviously. I know, but as in for, the, for those listening who might be astounded as to how I look, like this, <laughs> I haven't um, done any work either. And I'm not, not going to. No, I'm not going to either. I'm, well, as we know, we talked about last week, my hair. 
I'm going to have my hair done. Well, I would have my hair done. Um, I get zapped. I get my dermatologist zaps me with like a little, for skin spots and things, you know, like zzz, little. Oh, okay. But that's not, that's, that's just like yeah, kind of maybe she, thing. Maybe sunspots. she puts me under for six hours and maybe we rebuild the whole thing. I don't know. He once said, would I like to get this thing? I said, what is it? He went, it's just sort of like a face peel. But it's like a really intense face peel. It really kind of rejuvenates your skin. I said, I don't think I'd like that. What? How long would it take? And he said, Well, it'd only take a, an hour or so. But you know, you'd have to like stay inside for a week afterwards. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> he said it'd be like really severe sunburn for a week. That's what he oh said. Oh my like, no, god! I don't, I don't want no. that. No. Um, just just zap off the sunspots. Thank you. So my wormhole of the week was um, it started with Halle Berry. Oh, because she oh. said she was going to play a trans man in a film. Yeah, and uh, and you then know, she misgendered them, didn't she? Did she misgender as well? Well, she pulled out of the film yeah. after. Yeah, because she pulled out because she did an interview where she misgendered and just got the pronouns wrong, and just was kind of like a little careless about it all. And I think she, the people sort of said to her, "If you're going to do that, you have a responsibility." Yes, but she was kind of. I liked her. Hume. she was you know she was like look i made a mistake which is she's all... a great i love Halle. i've done a film with her love her yeah um which then i must have read that on pink news because then i think they posted about a singer called alexander with a k who had a new single and i like and i was listening to that and then i liked that and that took me through to stromae s-t-r-o-m-a-e uh stromae did a video where they are half woman half man and they turn so like they turn right and they're woman they turn left and they're man oh yes and the choreography it's like amazing choreography um let me just try and find the name of the video it's like i've seen i've seen dolly Parton. someone do dolly parton and um what's his name do islands in the stream like that really yeah i love that yeah and the videos uh is Tous les mêmes, and it's just got the most all the same. Yeah, if somebody had better knowledge of choreography than I, they would be able to tell me who the reference is. But it's this amazing <laughs> choreography that was almost like part beautiful dance, part like the Munsters, where they like shove their arms in the air and do these weird walks and stuff. You'd love it. That sounds it's, great. It's I'm so cool. It it's a bit. It's almost like a bit Bob Fosse. Anyway, so that was that, and then that yeah. took me to for some reason to Tandy Newton. And that interview she did about where she's spoken out and all that stuff. Have you seen that? Talking about no, um, her experiences of working in Hollywood and uh, being Oh, when did she do that? Last week, um, talking about like conversations with Amy Pascal, who was that big producer who oh. said strange things to her about... She was um, being a black woman yeah. playing a certain kind of person in a movie saying Amy Pascal saying it wasn't believable and... Um, you know how how much shit she had to put up with. Oh, you know, I think and, I did something. She, um, she wasn't wasn't black enough. Was that that was that the thing? Was that the, yeah? I think I did read a headline about that. Oh, I, oh, I must look at that. That's great. Oh, bravo to Tandy for speaking out. She's a great girl. I love her. She's just done a whole like I'm not going to be silent anymore type thing. Good. Um, yeah, which is great. Really good because you know, thank God the world is changing. Small, small, small bits. Yes. Uh, Alan, anecdote yes. let. This is going to be a speedy Woo-hoo. one because we're running out of time. I'm going to find the pictures. Uh, David Bowie. <gasps> oh, yes. Well, 
Oh, this is so great. So David Bowie, I met a few times and um, he was so, I, mean, I, I knew a man, uh, I know a man and I used to sort of see her out and about quite a lot. And actually in one of my books, I, which I've, I can see is under the pile of, uh, part of the pile of books is holding up my computer that you're looking at me on to give a better angle. In my book, you you got to get bigger dreams. I tell a story about when a man asked me to be her date to this party in LA and I, and I lost her handbag. I actually, I, I let Ooh. Janice Dickinson hold Iman's handbag <laughs> while I went to the loo and then she fucking lost it. Anyway. Wow. This uh, is Iman. like inception of anecdote roulette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so anyway, I met David and we got on very well. And there's another story actually when I, uh, when I saw them in a room and this man, I knocked over the stick of this old man and he fell to the floor. Oh, it's just, anyway, there's a lot going on. Anyway, my thing I'm going to tell you about David is that, so you know, we would email and things. I would get emails from David Bowie. I was just like, oh my God. Wow. And he's just, and he would always have, always be such fun when I'd see him and I'd have such a laugh. And then they asked me to be in his, I actually, I, I, I couldn't do the workshop and properly be in the show, that show that was based on his uh, songs. But mm. then I ended up shooting a little video part for it. And um, and then I went to the opening night of it and that was the last night, the time I saw him. I saw him from the stage and we waved and then he wrote oh. me an email on the next day and then you know, a few weeks later he was dead. Anyway, my thing is, when I was doing Macbeth on Broadway, I, uh, you know, all these people were, when you do it on Broadway, all these sort of famous people come and they usually all come backstage and it's it's, it's kind of it's such fun, but it's also sort of, sort of, a, sort of a, a ritual thing that, you know, it's just sort of who's, who are the celebrity people that you'll be kind of having a... Surreal. A little, you know, a little kiss and a wee drink with. After. So anyway, one night I went out to sign autographs after the thing. And actually on Macbeth, I didn't really do much partying because I was so worried about my body and my voice and everything like that. But I went out to sign autographs and, and some of the people waiting were saying, oh, did you see that David Bowie, Bowie, and do you say, I used to say Bowie and now I say Bowie. Yeah, I say what Bowie say? now. I'm going to say Bowie. Uh, and Iman were here tonight and my heart sank. I thought, oh my God, they came to see it and they hated it. They would have come back. They're my friends. You know, I would think mm. of them as friends. They didn't come back. I was like, oh God, David Boy didn't like it. And Iman didn't like it. So anyway, I was a bit sh- shattered. And uh, the next day I woke up and there are emails from both Iman and David Boy. And they said, David wrote me this incredible, actually I found it, I printed it out and I found it the other day, I can't remember what it is. But just saying the most incredible things about how much he'd enjoyed the show and what it made him think of and da 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 and they said, said sorry we didn't come back but it was our wedding anniversary and this was our wedding anniversary treat and we had to get to dinner afterwards and we were going to miss a reservation Aww. I was like, <laughs> like isn't that great and also what a pair of cooks that would come to see on their wedding anniversary see Macbeth the story of like the most crazy marriage going bonkers and <laughs> one of them commits suicide and the other die I just thought that was so hilarious that would be their wedding anniversary treat is coming to see me in this mental production of Macbeth so that's my David Bowie, oh, I love Bowie it. story Very and actually our fire pit just a little addendum our fire pit outside is called the Aman fire pit because she was here when they were digging the little hole and putting the stones in a circle for our fire pit. And she said I should put it in a certain place, which was different to the way I wanted to put it. And she's absolutely right. So it's now called the Amand Fire Pit. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Two anecdote yeah. roulettes for your... Two for the price of one, for your money, and gentlemen. Yeah. Well done. Now, well, that leaves us just to say goodbye, Alan. Thank you so much. Uh, guess who our guest is next week? I mean, this comes out on Thursday, but the following Thursday, guess who it is? It's such an exciting one. It's Patty Smith. <laughs> It's Patty Smith. Patty oh Smith. Oh my God! What Patty a lovely legend. legend. Absolutely lovely. Hilarious, witty, kind. soulful, and just a darling. Yeah. Uh, and it's Patty Smith next week. But um, this has been lovely. 
It's always nice to see you, Chris. Yeah, always nice to see you. We didn't win the British Podcast Awards, but it's just an honour to be nominated. Yeah, I try to feel like that, but I don't. No, <laughs> and we're really pleased for everyone who did win. Congratulations. Yes. And also, I've found that in, when I've lost awards before, it doesn't really matter. Everyone thinks you've won anyway, because if it says Emmy nominee or you know Golden Globe, blah, blah, people just think the name Golden Globe is next year. So British Podcast Awards is next near our names. We've, we've also won. won we've won two before. Oh, did we? Um, I think we oh. won two. Yeah, and we've won other awards. So, you know, quite honestly, it was time for someone you know, else awards, to have a go. Awards aren't important. No. But why does it's it It's the connection with the public. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, i got to go. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like... Wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Powered by Spirit Studios.